0: And go to Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on buffalorumblings.com and everywhere else you go to get your fine Bills-related podcasts. As you know, my name is John Boccasino. I am flying solo this week. I am your longtime host of Believe, and I am so glad that on this beautiful, sunny weekend uh, in June, you are taking the time to listen to the Believe podcast. It's one of those... It's really a dull time, to be honest, uh, for for Bills fans and for Bills content creators. You know, outside of scrutinizing uh, reports from organized team activities, uh, you know, we we talked a little bit about uh, rookie minicamp developments, but there's really not a lot that's going on uh, news wise on the field for our beloved Buffalo Bills. But we are going to soldier on with a podcast topic here on Believe. It's going to be a quick. Hitting solo episode, but I think you will enjoy our topic du jour for the podcast today. And for those that are listening, you know me, you know, I drink the Bills Kool-Aid, you know, I'm a Bills homer, I'm a Bills season ticket holder. I try to be objective with my takes, but there's one player uh, during my Bills season ticket hood that really I became enamored with probably more so than I should have. Uh, but somebody who I really enjoyed the way he played on the field and hyped him up to be a better player than he probably was uh, in reality. But that's the fun of being a fan. You know, we Bills fans love to go out there and, and get our our hearts broken by falling in love with an undrafted rookie uh, free agent. You know, I think about some of the people during the course of the Bills. Uh, tenure who have come in and and really come out of nowhere. Um, you know, obviously Stevie Johnson being a seventh round draft pick. You know, he came out of nowhere. Expectations were not very high uh, for Mr. Stevie Johnson. Freddie Jackson, the undrafted running back out of Co College, you know, somebody who really burst onto the scene and became a Bills fan favorite and exceeded your expectations. Well, for me, folks, today on the podcast, I'm going to spend, believe, on Ryan Fitzpatrick, the legendary former Harvard quarterback the Harvard-educated quarterback, in case you didn't know, which was always a fun-running joke whenever the broadcasters would talk about Fitzy within five seconds of his name being mentioned. Did you know he went to Harvard? The Harvard graduate, they would always throw the word Harvard uh, as your biggest word association when it came to Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he was so much more than just being a Harvard-educated quarterback. This week, sad news came out of the National Football League. The bearded wonder, Ryan Fitzpatrick himself, is hanging up his football cleats after a 17-year career. And I'm betting that if you ask Ryan Fitzpatrick, when he came out of Harvard in 2005, his career that he enjoyed in the NFL, the 17-year career, far exceeded his expectations for what he thought he would be able to accomplish. And, And when you look at this, Fitzpatrick was drafted again in the seventh round. He was the 13th quarterback. Taken in that draft, we all know the first rounders. Alex Smith went number one overall to the San Francisco 49ers. Aaron Rodgers plummeted in the first round to pick number 24 overall. Jason Campbell also went in the first round out of Virginia to the Washington uh, football team. Then you had Charlie Fry going in the third round, number 67 overall to the Cleveland Browns. Andrew Walter went to the Oakland Raiders. Also in the third round, he ended up being out of the league Uh, two years later. He was the 69th overall pick. David Green out of Georgia went to the Seattle Seahawks Uh, later in the third round. Kyle Orton actually had a pretty good career success-wise out of Purdue. He went to the Chicago Bears Uh, in the fourth round, uh, had a very solid career compared to especially a lot of these counterparts who were taken. In the fifth round, Stefan LaFour's. Uh, Out of Louisville, was drafted by the Carolina Panthers, um, who he basically did not even accumulate a stat in the National Football League. Dan Orlovsky, who is, I think, better as an NFL analyst with ESPN than he was as a NFL quarterback with the Detroit Lions, was taken in the fifth round, as was Adrian McPherson out of Florida State. Um, Derek Anderson uh, was taken in the sixth round uh, by the Baltimore Ravens. And then in the seventh round, you get James Killian, drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs. Also in the seventh round, you have Matt Castle, the former Buffalo Bill, uh, who was drafted. And then you get to Ryan Fitzpatrick, the last of the 13 quarterbacks taken. And Fitzy, throughout his career, was very popular with his teammates. Uh, but I believe he was a fantastic clubhouse and locker room presence. And I think he was an underrated quarterback on the field based on his performance. So today on Believe, we're going to pay tribute to Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Magic and Fitztragic aspects of his career uh, in the NFL. Uh, it was made known earlier this week that Fitzy was again going to retire after a 17-year career uh, that saw him play for an NFL record Nine teams at quarterback he played for and started at least one game for the St. Louis Rams who took him in the seventh round in 2005, the Cincinnati Bengals. Then he comes to Western New York with the Bills for four years before going off to the Tennessee Titans, the Houston Texans, the New York Jets, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Miami Dolphins and the Washington football team, which gave him a one-year, $10 million contract last offseason uh, to be their starting quarterback, which unfortunately his career in our nation's capital was derailed due to a season-ending injury in the first half of the first game for Washington. So where does Fitzy's career stack up? In those 17 seasons, he started 147 games. He had nearly 35,000 passing yards, which, by the way, is more than Hall of Famer Troy Aikman, even though Aikman won a couple of Super Bowls. I guess it goes to show that Fitzy hung on a lot longer for his career and was more of a, an aerial wizard uh, than Troy Aikman was for the Dallas Cowboys. Fitzy also had 223 passing touchdowns, 169 interceptions, and an 82.3 career passer rating. Those numbers, folks, are not bad at all, especially again given the fact that Fitzy was a seventh rounder, of which not much was expected. Now, after coming into the league uh, by the St. Louis Rams, he really he played four games uh for both the Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals before he came over to those Buffalo Bills. And What he did in Buffalo, he's one of those. The legend, the lore of Ryan Fitzpatrick might be greater than the sum of his stats uh, on a website or on the paper, but he was a very solid quarterback for some pretty mediocre Buffalo Bills teams that were mired in the middle of that 17 year playoff drought. From 2009 to 2012, Fitzy started 53 of a possible 55 games. He went 20 and 33, not great with the losing record. But again, that's more, you know, when you look at the talent that was around Ryan Fitzpatrick outside of perennial pro bowler, Eric Wood at center, they're really, you know, the offensive uh, line was in flux. The offensive skill players were in flux. You're counting on a seventh-round wideout, Stevie Johnson out of Kentucky, undrafted Freddie Jackson. C.J. Spiller was a first-round pick, but the Bills never surrounded Fitzy with a ton of offensive weapons. Despite, And there also was, of course, the one-year signing of Terrell Owens. We'll get to that in a little bit. But Fitzy, during that four-year stint threw for 11,654 passing yards, a figure that ranks fifth all-time in franchise history, by the way, trailing only Josh Allen, Jack Kemp, Joe Ferguson, and Jim Kelly. He also tossed 80 touchdown passes, which is fourth all-time in franchise history, to go with 64 interceptions. He finished his career with 59 wins, so after winning 20 in Buffalo during those four years, he won 39 more games uh, after he left the Buffalo Bills. He also was a pretty good running quarterback, too, uh, 822 rushing yards in his career. He was a calculated scrambler who could pick up a couple on a third and two to move the sticks and convert the first downs. But the thing with Ryan Fitzpatrick was it was a love, love relationship. Both Bill's mafia embraced and loved Ryan Fitzpatrick and he loved and embraced the Buffalo community as well. Um, It's really the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick has been a fan favorite for the bills, despite leaving so many years ago, I mean, he played for two other divisional rivals, both the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. Just goes to show the longevity that Fitzie and Fitzmagic had with Bills Mafia fans. You know, he was one of the highlights of that drought era when the team struggled for relevance and would barely win 6 games or 7 games in missing the playoffs for 17 straight seasons. Now, the lore of Ryan Fitzpatrick really began um, the first time he suited up and had a, uh, and saw game action for the Buffalo Bills. I want to take you back to the 2009 season. It's week six. Trent Edwards has continued to be injured uh, up and down after suffering that horrible concussion that Adrian Wilson laid on him of the Arizona Cardinals uh, the previous season. So Trent Edwards is injured and ineffective, Fitzy comes in, leads the Bills to a come-from-behind overtime win over the Jets, and then he picks up a big win over the Carolina Panthers the following week in his first start for the Buffalo Bills. It was the first of many good performances for Fitzy in a Bills uniform. Remember, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was the ultimate, I feel like, gunslinger and that he just did not care. He was going to try to fit the football into a tight window because he believed in his skills so immensely. That Ryan Fitzpatrick holds the Bills franchise record for longest touchdown pass, 98 yards, and the longest pass overall when he hooked up with Terrell Owens in week 11 of that 2009 season. That record, by the way, has not been broken yet. Josh Allen, who can throw a football over a mountain range, has to go for 99 to surpass the record of Fitzie to T.O. in the 2009 season. Fitzy had a good modicum of success, uh, despite not being the full-time starter. In 2010, he was still the backup quarterback, but he threw for 3,000 yards that season, uh, becoming the Bills' first QB to accomplish that feat since J.P. Lossman in 2006 in a pass-happy league. Fitzy really helped bring the Bills forward uh, from an era where they had no passing game to being passing relevant. Uh, it was all about Ryan Fitzpatrick and his prolific uh, passing ability. And again, he would throw interceptions as often as as he would throw touchdowns, but he gave the Bills a different dimension to that offense. And I know he was unable to latch on um, as Buffalo's starting quarterback full-time. He got that big contract extension, uh, which obviously you know worked out well for him. Uh, it did not work out as well for the Buffalo Bills with their future. But you couldn't fault Bill's ownership for giving Fitzy that contract extension. And I want to take you back to another one of the high points of the Ryan Fitzpatrick experiment. It's the 2011 season. Again, the Bills are struggling for relevance. They have not made the playoffs now coming up on 10 plus years. This year, the Buffalo Bills start off 3-0 thanks to a red-hot Ryan Fitzpatrick. Four passing touchdowns in a win over the Chiefs 41-7 to start the year. Then there was that amazing comeback. There were two straight weeks at the Ralph where Ryan Fitzpatrick engineered huge Comebacks. One was against the Oakland Raiders at home. The Bills trailed twenty-one to three at halftime before Fitzy led a fantastic comeback. The Bills walk off thirty-eight to thirty-five, thanks to a six-yard touchdown strike from Fitzy to David Nelson uh, in the second half, in scoring thirty-five points. Fitzy accounted for three of them on passing touchdowns: one to Stevie Johnson, one to Scott Chandler, and the game winner to David Nelson. The Bills walk off 38-35 to get to 2-0. But the highlight of the Ryan Fitzpatrick time in Buffalo has to be the following week. Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and the evil empire New England Patriots come to town. And the Bills had not beaten the Patriots at home since 2003. I was at that game, not as a season ticket holder, but as a passionate fan. I remember Sam Adams with the fat guy pick six, one of the best highlights you will see. And oh, by the way, Tom Brady struggling mightily, throwing three interceptions. The Bills roll 31 to nothing. Well, the Bills didn't beat the Patriots again until week three of the 2011 season, thanks in large part to Ryan Fitzpatrick's heroics. The Bills trailed 21-10 at halftime before storming back for a 34-31 come-from-behind victory. Fitzy was 27-40, 370 yards, and two huge passing touchdowns that day as the Bills had a fantastic comeback Over again, their hated rivals. And it really got started with Fitzy engineering a beautiful opening drive of the second half, hooking up with Scott Chandler for a three-yard touchdown strike to make it 21-17. And then after a Fred Jackson touchdown run and a Drayton-Florence pick six, the game was tied up at 31-all late in the fourth quarter. But Fitzy and Freddie Jackson engineered the game-winning field goal drive, and the Bills knock off the Patriots 34-31. After that episode, after that win for the Bills, Buffalo gets to 3-0 on the season, and Fitzy and Freddie Jackson and all the Bills are on the cover of Sports Illustrated. The Bills are back, or so we thought. But that 2011 season really encapsulates both the good and the bad of Ryan Fitzpatrick. The tenuous difference between Fitz Magic and Fitztragic. As easily as Fitz, could lead the Bills to those thrilling back-to-back comeback wins. He could just as easily kill a drive or a game trying to play hero ball by winning a shootout over an opposing defense. But he was fun to watch. You got to admit, he brought an infectious attitude to an offense that really was lacking in flair, and he was a gunslinger in every sense of the word. That 2011 season when the Buffalo Bills were making up, uh, Fans believed that they could possibly make a run to the playoffs. They started five and two before losing seven games in a row and finishing the season with a six and 10 record. But that 2011 season was a hell of a lot of fun coming out of the gate. But Fitzy, that, that season really, again, you look at his numbers, he did throw for 3,800 passing yards. He had 24 touchdowns, but those 23 interceptions were really were backbreakers, and they would just show, again, Fitzy the good, Fitzy the bad, you took the both. However, there was so much fun associated with the flair of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, he once threw 400 yards six times. He threw for six touchdown passes as a member of the Tennessee Titans. He earned that nickname Fitzmagic. And one of the reasons I love Ryan Fitzpatrick was just his attitude that he brought towards the football field. There's a great quote uh, when he was asked to describe where Fitz magic came from. Here's his quote. I tell you, I just think there's times in games where I just get excited. I try to play with passion. I try to make sure that rubs off on my teammates. And if you talk with a lot of my former teammates, they would tell you they enjoyed playing with me. For me, it's real. It's who I am. I just try to bring guys around me up. That's what I've tried to do the majority of my career. Well, Eric Wood is one of those guys who absolutely bought in and absolutely said that Ryan Fitzpatrick had that magic. He had a great uh, quote where he was talking about Fitz magic and what it brings to the table and how you can't help but want to play extra hard for this guy because he's going to leave it all out there and really try his best to get you guys that victory. I loved that workmanlike attitude that Fitzy brought to the table. Now, we mentioned earlier that Fitzy was the first quarterback, and he holds the record for starting an NFL game for nine different teams. He's also the first quarterback to ever throw four touchdown passes in a single game with five different teams. He accomplished that feat with the Bills, the Titans, the Texans, the Jets, and the Buccaneers, and of course, we remember that great showdown uh, when he threw, he out-dueled Drew Brees uh, in the Superdome as the Buccaneers shocked the New Orleans Saints. Uh, and 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 you know, Fitzy, as much as you want to knock him for his. Uh, shortcomings as a quarterback, man, who could ever forget the post-game wardrobe that he put out there looking like a total rock star player with the chest hair and the aviators uh, taking Deshaun Jackson's gear uh, and really running with it after leading the Buccaneers to a huge win. He just knew you were entertained. Were you not when Ryan Fitzpatrick was your quarterback? Good, bad, or indifferent. And I love the fact that even though Fitzy played for several of the teams, eight, total uh, outside of his Buffalo tenure, the Bills were always his favorite NFL city. He said as much on the Adam Schefter podcast when he was still with the Miami Dolphins. He said his favorite NFL city was Buffalo. When asked why, his answer was simple. Quote, because it's Buffalo. I mean, the guy backed up his love for that city. Remember last year during the wildcard round when the Patri- when the Bills and Josh Allen are throwing a perfect game offensively against the Patriots and Bill Belichick, there's Fitzy backing up his word wildcard weekend, sitting in the stands with his son as an active quarterback in the league. And he's got his shirt off. He's soaking up the misery, the cold, the wind that was whipping up at the stadium that day. There he is. And there's a great story, by the way, where Eric Wood, offered to take care of Fitzy and get him club seats, get him VIP seats, and get him out of the elements for that wildcard game. Fitzy said, no, that's not me. I will buy them online like every other member of the Bills Mafia. I loved that about Ryan Fitzpatrick. He just wanted to be someone that fans could relate to, and he was somebody who I absolutely loved uh, his time here with the Buffalo Bills. We've gone through quite a lot of his career here so far on the Bill Leaf podcast. And I just want to mention the fact that as we're sitting here, remembering the career of Ryan Fitzpatrick, a fan favorite, he loved playing football, and it didn't seem like it was a job or a grind to him. It was his passion. And it didn't matter if he was a starter or the backup. He was going to have a great time when he was on the field. And I love the fact that he showed his emotions. You know, he was just somebody who was a consummate teammate who left everything out there and had his emotions on his sleeve. Fitzy was one of those guys who he might, he was never the best athlete or the best quarterback, or the best player on his team. But I guarantee you, he's going to go down as one of the hardest workers and one of the most unique players in league history. And there really might not ever be another guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick, growing out the playoff beard to epic proportions, You know, just loving his community, loving his city, and really being so controversial. Because there were people like me. I mean, I took Ryan Fitzpatrick as my all-time drought-era quarterback, But there's people that think Ryan Fitzpatrick stunk as a Bills quarterback, and I get that. But I'm asking you here, I believe, to look at the total picture, not just the stats, but what Fitzy was as a player, as a leader, and as an entertainer on the football field. He did have some pretty good seasons statistically too, of course. There was that season in 2015 with the Jets when he got as close as he would ever get to making the playoffs. The Jets went 10-6, and but their dreams of making the postseason were dashed. When the Fitz tragic part of his season came forward, three interceptions in the fourth quarter to kill any chances of making the playoffs. But that team with Fitzy, he threw for almost 4,000 yards. 31 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. He should have made the playoffs. I wish we could have seen postseason Fitzy, especially given how competitive he was and how hardworking and driven he was. But he never got a chance to make the playoffs. I was really hoping that this was going to be his best opportunity, by the way, coming back as a backup quarterback. But Fitzy, I give him a lot of credit. He did not want to hold a clipboard for anybody. He thought he could be a starter. And when chances to start weren't there, he said, all right, I've done enough, I've made enough money, I'm going to hang him up. Given the fact that Buffalo was his favorite city, and he is beloved by Bills Mafia, I'm hoping that there's a one-day deal that struck where Fitzy can retire with the Buffalo Bills. And to give you a little insight into how this process works, and whether Fitzy has made any effort to have that contract take place, he was on the Rich Gensler podcast, and he basically told the host, I don't know how, how any of that works, so I haven't talked to anyone about it. But perhaps the Bills will reach out to Fitzy and make this right and let him come home. And as my my partner and colleague Jamie D'Amico says, bring home Fitz. Let him retire as a Bill on a one-day contract. Here's the biggest reason why. Fitzy has always shown that love right back to the Bills. This quote from 2021 Summer perfectly encapsulates that. Quote, I've loved all the places that I've played. I really have. But nothing compares to the city of Buffalo. And it's not even close, was a quote from Ryan Fitzpatrick. So make it right. Sign him to a one-day contract so he can retire as a bill and really pay tribute to one of the all-time Bills fan favorites Ryan Fitzpatrick. I thank you for indulging my comments here on Bill Leave on the uh, tenure of Ryan Fitzpatrick as a Buffalo Bills quarterback and an NFL quarterback. I'd love to get your thoughts. What are your favorite memories of Fitzy? You can get involved with me at Twitter. I am at John Boccasino. You can also comment on this article on buffalorumblings.com. Thanks again for checking us out, folks. We'll be back next week with another episode of Bill Leave.